Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When John heard what Jesus was doing while John was in prison, he sent word to Jesus via his own disciples saying, Are you the one who is to come or not? What's going on, Jesus? Considering who John is and who Jesus is, it's, it's quite a question. I mean, John the Baptist knows Jesus maybe just about as good as anybody. When Jesus comes to be baptized at the Jordan River to begin his ministry, John opposes him. He says, no, I need to be baptized by you. Some of Jesus' very first disciples are attracted to him in those opening days of his ministry. And John the Baptist gives them permission to follow Jesus. He says that I must diminish so that he could be greater. It's John the Baptist who points this out to his own disciples and says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And here, John the Baptist seems to be in the midst of a crisis of faith. He's losing his faith. He's struggling in his spirit. He is disheartened. He is cut off from the people of God. He has been removed from their fellowship. Why John asks the question, I think, is, is helpful in Jesus' answer, which we read in our Old Testament lesson. Jesus says, go and tell John what you see and hear. The blind are receiving their sight, the dead are raised, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the poor have good news preached unto them. What Jesus is doing is quoting from us our Old Testament lesson from Isaiah chapter 35. But he's not just quoting any lessons, he's quoting verses 5 and 6. Because we believe that John in prison is meditating upon Isaiah 35, verses 3 and 4, which read, Strengthen the weak hands, make firm the feeble knees, and say to those who are fearful, Be strong, do not fear, here is your God, He will come with vengeance and terrible recompense, and He will come and save you. John's in prison, and he's not happy about it. He didn't do anything wrong. He's done exactly what he was supposed to do. He's called out indiscretion. He has laid waste to the, to the nobles of his society. He has spoken truth to power. And here he is, Lounging in this prison, and he's angry. And he's calling on this Old Testament God of vengeance, who will come with terrible recompenses. 
I don't even know what a recompense is, but it doesn't sound good at all. John says, are you the one or not? If you're the one, let's, let's bring this on. Let's get this show going. Let's, let's start. John's in prison and he's getting mad. This is our point of the day. If John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus Christ, the forerunner of the Messiah, foretold by Malachi, who comes in the spirit of Elijah, the person who knows Jesus better than anybody else on the face of the planet at the time, if he's the prophet of the Lord God Almighty, and more than just a prophet, if John the Baptist can lose heart, if John the Baptist can grow weak in his faith, if John the Baptist can lose sight of the wider picture, if John, who has the most special relationship Relationship with God than anybody of his time, if he can become impatient and question the validity of Jesus' mission, what's that say about you and I? We poor common people who don't even know what recompenses are. It tells me that we need to constantly and consistently hear the word of God. Our yellow SUVs may not look like prisons, but grief and despair knows where you live. And it knows everything about your life. We need to be in the Word of God. All the time. Not just on one Sunday a day. All the time. We need to be in the Word of God for our own sake, but also for the sake of others. We have all met and we all know and we will continue to meet and we will continue to know. We will all know these people who we meet within our general lives who consider themselves Christian but then don't seem to have any sort of need for what we inappropriately call church. I say inappropriately call church because what we're doing right now is not church. This is worship. A pet peeve of mine. People call themselves Christian, but they don't worship the Christian God. How can you be Christian if you don't worship? It's a pretty good question that we might could ask ten times a week. If John can lose sight, if John can lose faith, if we can lose sight and we can lose faith, what hope is there really for those who never spend any time in worship and never spend any time in prayer and never spend any time in their scriptures? We need to be in our faith. We need to be in worship. We need to be in study. Not just for our own sake, but also for the sake of those around us. You may be the only Bible some people ever read. Jesus answers John's question. <coughs> Excuse me. He does so by directing John to verses 5 and 6 of Isaiah. Jesus points John not unto law, not unto vengeance, not unto terrible recompenses. 
But he points them unto this incredible reconciliation that God has prepared through his son, Jesus Christ. As John guys go to deliver the message to John, Jesus then addresses the crowd. He's defending John. What did you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What did you go out there to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes live in the royal palaces. What did you go out and speak? What did you expect? Out of John the Baptist, Jesus says. He is a law prophet of the Old Testament par excellence. He is sent to prepare Israel for the coming of salvation in order that their sins might be revealed so that they might be forgiven. In order that you can hear and comprehend what salvation means. And in order to understand the good news of the gospel, we must have that law preached to us. We must have our sins unveiled and unfurled. We must have our wounds salted. That we really feel it. The law must be preached. Because anybody that thinks that they have no sin is going to easily see themselves as not having a need of a Savior either. But God gives us the law in order to make our sin known. This is John's role. This was John's purpose as the forerunner to Jesus Christ to prepare them for repentance, to prepare them for the coming of salvation, to yell at God's people, you brood of vipers. John's not cuddly. He's not soft. He's not a teddy bear. He ticked people off all the time. He offended them. He called them sinners. Jesus went on, I tell you more than a prophet. Among those born of a woman, there's none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Who are these that are least in the kingdom? If not you and I. We mere common everyday disciples. We who see the, the need for regular worship. We common folk that, that need and are forced to rely upon and dwell upon the goodness of the Lord day in and day out. We common folk who need the sacrament given unto us. Who need the spiritual things done for us because we can do no good thing on our own. We who need to be spoon fed. We who don't have any supernatural wisdom. We who don't have any supernatural powers in of ourselves. We sit through grueling sermon after sermon. Week after week. Not as some might say as a Lutheran form of penance. But because we are the least in the kingdom of heaven. And we need that news. Week after week. At least I do. We need to be told about the mercy of God week after week. Be told about that glorious forgiveness given to us. We worship God every week because, because we can see John the Baptist. And we can lose sight of our own sins. And bury them up under all this other stuff going on in our life. We must be ever more diligent to thank and to praise the Lord, to sing and pray and give thanks to Him unceasing 
The Lord gives us good news every week to open our eyes to the ordinary things of life, to open our ordinary ears that we may hear the things that God is doing, that our wounded legs may be made strong, that we can follow Christ that it would free our tongues that we might sing for joy and to sing His praises at work and at school and in our homes. That we might break forth in the waters of my baptism over me, that I might be flooded in the hope of everlasting life. And that the peace of God be made real and manifest in my life. That I can be salt and light to those who languish in the darkened prisons of their own designs. In this Christmas season, may we be lights of Christ, hands of Christ, feet of Christ, tongues of Christ, eyes and ears of Christ. To reach out to those that need it, that need good news preached unto them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us rise.